Thank you, Karen. I am so grateful to be here with you all today as we celebrate another Sunday together. Moving into our fall program, See No Stranger, a manifesto of revolutionary love. But before we go there, I'd like to pause with where we are in our foundation, which is prayer. And I'd like to invite us all into a moment of prayer. And so I'm just going to invite you to take a breath with me. As we bring to mind, bring to this prayer our president, his family, each one who is impacted right here and now by this coronavirus. We stand in faith together. We stand in expectation together that the good will be revealed that moving through every cell and every atom of each one's body that is impacted by this virus is that very life that is God that is moving through. And we stand in faith that that life that is God will be revealed as the absolute wholeness, the absolute holiness of each and every one. We place ourselves into the flow of that perfect divine order, trusting wisdom to guide, trusting strength to uplift, knowing that standing under it all is that divine power and presence that is God. And it is here that we will remain centered, clear, focused, as we move forward in grace, seeing each one from that place of wholeness. And so it is, as we allow it to be. Amen. Amen. Well, we are continuing in this place of great change, great transformation. And it is so beautiful, I believe, that we are starting this fall program looking at See No Stranger. And knowing that it's multi-generational Sunday today, knowing that there might be some children watching in, I thought I would start with just a little story, a once-upon-a-time story of a little girl whose name was Valerie. In the beginning, there was wonder out in the country Far from the city lights, the night air was clean enough to gaze into the long, shimmering galaxy that stretched across the sky. I would stand in the field behind our house and talk to the stars like they were my friend. Just like I talked to the cows over the fence or the horses across the road. Once, while playing in a stream, I saw a butterfly dancing over the water and put out my fingers and asked it to come to me. And the butterfly came. It perched on my finger for a long time, long enough for me to peer closer at the wings and praise it before it flew away. Back then, there was no question. The earth under me, the stars above me, the animals around me were all a part of me. And wonder was my first orientation to them all. The thing that connected me to them. You are a part of me I do not yet know. Hmm. These words from Valerie's childhood bring me back to the wonder of my own childhood. For the children that are out there, I'd love to see where do you see wonder in your world. Draw me a picture, write me a poem, write me a story, send it in. Rev Joanne at UnitySpiritualCenter.com. Let me know where are you seeing wonder because what I know for sure is that as a child, it's easy to see with eyes of wonder. 
I remember moments in my own childhood of climbing high up into a tree because I loved to do that and getting to the very top, feeling the gentle sway of that tree as I held on, feeling like I was on top of the world, seeing with wonder across the treetop. Or maybe it was jumping onto my horse and going for a ride, someplace that I had no idea where the trail would take me, always with this sense of wonder, where will this lead? What will I see? Wonder is so very easy for children. And it was so easy for Valerie Carr to be in this place of wonder as a child, where she felt that oneness with all creation. But like most of us, she reached a point in time where she began to see that there was also this other idea, this idea of the other, the idea of how she was an other. And so at just six years old, she remembers the first instance of this. At six years old, she and her good friend were playing mama and baby, and her friend was the mama, and Valerie was the baby, and she was crawling on all fours when a a young boy came along and said to her, Get up, you black dog. And Valerie was confused. For one thing, she wasn't a dog. She was a baby. And for another, she wasn't black. She was brown. But what she said she remembered from that instance is this feeling of shame that came over her. Shame for who she was in this brown body. She also goes on to describe, you see, Valerie and her family had been here in the United States on that family farm described here in this opening chapter for a hundred years. They were a part of this country. And so they would go back to India to visit family, to Punjab. And there she remembers also feeling like the other because, you see, there she was the American. And so in Valerie's words, whether she was here in the United States or there in India, she had this experience of being the other because of the color of her skin, because of the religion that she followed, Sikhism. You see, where she grew up in California, she was surrounded by friends who were Christian. And and her good friend, Lisa, she tells the story in the book, who, who said to her one day, I am so glad we get to spend eternity together. And Valerie said to her, you know, I'm not a Christian, right? And Lisa was surprised because she thought that Sikhism was a sect of Christianity, and so she did not know this, and it disturbed her, and it bothered her, and it began this rift in her friendship with Valerie, as now Valerie was experiencing that othering through religion, the need to be saved. So we are very good at othering one another in this life. We've all experienced it in many shapes and forms, and yet... The religions of all time have reminded us of our oneness. In the African philosophy of Ubuntu, it is, I am because you are. In the Mayan tradition of Inlakash, it is, you are another me. In the Sikh tradition, it is that Ik Ankar, oneness of humanity. And in the Christian tradition, it's love your neighbor as yourself, remembering that everyone is your neighbor and that each one is a reflection of you. These are not new ideas. These are not unique ideas. They are ideas that have been taught throughout history. The idea of our oneness, the idea of see no stranger. 
When Valerie was hit by those ideas of the other, she would go to her grandfather, Papa G, that one who had the ability to calm her, to remind her of the truth. And his way of doing that was by remembering the Shabbat, the chants of Sikhism. And he would sing to her one of those chants. He would remind her, Tatavau Naulagai, which means the hot winds cannot touch you. So that when those hot winds blow, whether it's the hot winds of currently a worldwide pandemic or whether it's the hot winds of a divisive political season or whether it's the hot winds of racial tension or whether it's the hot winds of a close relationship that you have that's breaking apart or whether it's the hot winds of a health challenge that you're going through or whether it's the hot winds of a a financial challenge, we remember the truth, the hot winds cannot touch you. These are the words that Valerie's grandfather, Papa G, would sing to her. The hot winds cannot touch me. I am sheltered by the divine on all four sides. I am surrounded by the divine. Sorrow cannot consume me. I have met the true and perfect one who spun all of this. I am healed in the divine name. I am merged with the one. The keeper has kept me and taken away what ails me. Nanak says, grace has fallen upon me and the divine has come to my side. The hot winds cannot touch me. This is what Valerie's grandfather reminded her. And this is what we are all invited to remember. The hot winds cannot touch us because wherever we are, God is there uniting us all. And the way back to that remembering is through an idea that Valerie has introduced called revolutionary love. Revolutionary love. So I'm going to share in Valerie's own words what she means by that revolutionary love. Love is more than a feeling. Love is a form of sweet labor, fierce, bloody, imperfect, and life-giving. A choice we make over and over again. This labor engages all of our emotions. Joy is the gift of love. Grief is the price of love. Anger protects that which is love. And when we think we have reached our limit, wonder is the act that returns us to love. Wonder is the act that returns us to love. Wonder. What is so easy for children, what we forget, Valerie tells us in the book, that when we stop Wondering, that's when violence begins. How can we wonder more about one another? How can we see the awesomeness of all creation within one another? In Sikhism, the name for God is Wahe Guru. Wahe, which means awe, awe and wonder. And Guru, which means to dispel light that dispels the darkness. So it's this wonder of the light that dispels the darkness, this awesomeness of the light that dispels the darkness. I was thinking about that word this week, awesome. And I was thinking about how I've read 
that as Americans, we use that word so much that the, the word itself has gotten diluted. You know, like, isn't it awesome that we get to do this fall book study together? Isn't it awesome that we have the technology available to do this fall book study together? Isn't it awesome? And we use that word awesome in a way that our linguists tell us have, have really diluted the meaning of that word. This week I read, and I wish I had written down the country, um, but it, it's one of the Nordic countries, I believe, that does not use those words very easily. They'll only use the word awesome if they truly mean something is awesome. And so I was thinking about that this week. And I was thinking about that in light of a quote that I found on truthunity.net that I wanted to share with you today, this idea of awesome. This is a quote by George Santayana. He's a philosopher, an essayist, a poet, and a novelist. And this is the quote that I found on Truth Unity. Miracles are so called because they excite wonder. In unphilosophical minds, any rare or unexpected thing excites wonder. While in philosophical, philosophical minds, the familiar excites wonder also. Each morning, the sunrise excites wonder in the poet. And the order of the solar system excites it every night in the astronomer. Astronomy explains the sunrise, but what shall explain the solar system? The universe, which would explain everything, is the greatest of wonders and a perpetual miracle. And especially that idea I love that philosophical minds find wonder in the familiar. Philosophical minds find wonder and awesomeness in the familiar, and that took me back to that word, awesome, that our linguists tell us we use so much that we've diluted the meaning. And yet I wonder if there is somewhere in our consciousness, somewhere in our psyche, that when we find ourselves saying that is awesome, invites us to the remembering that, yes, that is awesome. Life is awesome. Life is wonder-filled. You are wonder-filled. I am wonder-filled. All are wonder-filled. Those strangers that we see, they too are a source of awesome wonder. So that rather than that word being diluted of its meaning, that we bring ourselves consciously to the word and see that wonder and awesomeness within all creation as we use that word. So I am inviting us to become more aware of how we use that word, but I'm not suggesting we need to use the word less. Instead, I'm inviting us to this awareness that as we use that word more and become conscious of what is truly awesome here, what is truly wonder-filled here, we open ourselves up to this revolutionary love that changes everything. Because it is when we can look at one another through these eyes, through faith-filled eyes, with our foundation being revolutionary love, and that those love-filled eyes are what I am going to look through, then we begin to see the wonder of all creation. It is only when we close our minds down to that, when we think we know one another, when we allow our biases to take charge, when we allow our boxes to take over, when we think I know who you are because you are this, that we run into issues that create violence in our world. 
This is the idea that Valerie Carr um, invites us to with this chapter. As we see others, we're invited to remember that it is in seeing no stranger that we practice revolutionary love. This is the first leg of our three-leg stool, if you will, that we're going to be looking at over these next weeks of our fall program. First, others. And the idea in revolutionary love is that we can move beyond the idea of others as we see no stranger. And then the love of our opponents, revolutionary love of our opponents, we'll spend a couple of weeks there looking at how reconciliation can help us to move to this place of revolutionary love of seeing no stranger. That's the second leg of our stool. And then the third leg of our stool is love for self, which requires us to breathe and push in order to allow that transformation of self to occur. In See No Stranger, Valerie tells us that if we are so focused, I've got to find it here, if we are so focused on loving self, it's escapism. If we are so focused only on loving our opponents, it's self-loathing. And if we are so focused on loving others, it's usually ineffective. She goes on to say that all three practices together make love revolutionary. And revolutionary love can only be practiced in community, she says. So we start with other. We start with see no stranger. We start with the practice of seeing in wonder, with wonder-filled eyes. How do we do that? We begin by understanding that each one is our mother, our father, our sister, our brother. That that song that we sang that I wrote, that was on our vacation back in August as I was walking down the road in Minnesota, actually, taking a hike. And I had finished Valerie's book, and all of the ideas I had just read were spinning around in my mind, and all of a sudden, this song came to me. I am not a songwriter. But there were the words and the melody. And they just arrived as I was willing to see and experience life from this place of wonder. Mother, father, sister, brother, there is no other. Auntie, uncle, niece, or nephew, there's my reflection when I see you. Little child, son or daughter, see no stranger in another. These are the ideas that came to me as I remember that with heart wide open, seeing in wonder... I'm willing to discover that part of me I don't yet know. That's what wonder invites us to. And so Valerie invites us to wonder about those people that we think we know so well. As we see someone who perhaps triggers us to remember, ah, I am one with you. You are my brother. You are my sister. You are my aunt. You are my uncle. You are my mother. You are my father. Whatever it may be, I wonder about you. I wonder who you love in your life. I wonder, what's your favorite meal? What's your favorite book? I wonder what life was like for you growing up. I wonder what makes you sad. I wonder what brings you joy. I wonder about you. 
so that we can move beyond the ideas that we hold in our mind where we think we know one another, where we can be open to seeing no other, where we can be open to recognizing that we are all here in this human experience, living life as best we can, each of us wanting to experience joy, each of us wanting to experience peace, each of us wanting to experience hope, each of us longing for that security. You and I are not so different, except for the ideas we hold in mind. And the way to revolutionary love, the way to seeing no stranger, is to be open to wondering about one another. And so that is our practice for this week in See No Stranger. As you orient the world with wonder, a simple practice can support us in wondering about each person. As you move through your days this week, practice seeing each person as sister, brother, aunt, uncle. Within your mind, call each person that you meet as that family member. Or look upon other people's faces and think, You are a part of me I do not yet know. It will begin to rewire the neurological patterns of your brain. It will begin to make you aware of those implicit biases that you hold. It will make you aware of the ways that you are separating, creating division. And in that, as Valerie reminds us, as we move from wonder, we move to a place of violence. It is in wonder that we claim back that revolutionary love. I want to share with you one more scripture from the Sikh tradition, from those chants. This is about wonder. Wonderful is the wind. Wonderful is the water. Wonderful is fire, which works wonders. Wonderful is the earth. Wonderful, the sources of creation. Wonderful are the tastes to which mortals are attached. Wonderful is union, and wonderful is separation. Wonderful is hunger. Wonderful is satisfaction. Wonderful is his praise. Wonderful is his adoration. Wonderful is the wilderness. Wonderful is the path. Wonderful is closeness. Wonderful is distance. How wonderful to behold the Lord ever present here. Beholding His wonders, I am wonderstruck. Wahe Guru. Awe in the light that dispels the darkness. So I'm inviting you to practice that with me this week. And I want to share with you um, these beautiful bookmarks that we have available actually outside of Unity Hall, thank you Sandra Legal for preparing them, that are available for you as you're reading through this book. And what is attached to the bookmarks are intention cards. What is your intention for this week? We are on faith, deep blue, because this is our foundation, seeing with eyes of wonder. What is your intention for this week? How will you see no stranger this week? Even if you don't have a blue card, write it down on whatever is in front of you. That's your intention so we can live intentionally seeing no stranger practicing revolutionary love because Valerie asks us what is greater than truth in this book. Greater than truth is living the truth. And it is in living the truth 
that the kingdom of God here on earth is revealed. So write down your intention. How are you going to practice this this week? I would love, you know, if we were in Unity Hall, we would be gathering these intentions, and we're not in Unity Hall. So take a picture, send them to me. I'd love to create a collage of all of your pictures. Here's my intention for this week. Together, let us see no stranger. Let us wonder at life. Let us find the awesomeness that is present in each and every moment. Thank you, and God bless.